This is the To The Point Podcast. Together with our ERISA attorney, we'll explore key Affordable Care Act and trending compliance topics, all in 15 minutes or less. Now here's our host, Sarah Gillespie. Welcome to our To The Point Podcast. This is Sarah Gillespie. I'm the Compliance Director at Lipscomb & Pitts Insurance in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have with me our ERISA attorney, Stacy Barrow. Hey, Stacy, how are you today? I'm good, Sarah. Thanks. So, Stacey, today I want to talk about a newer insurance approach known as reference-based pricing. It's been around for a little while, so some of our listeners may be familiar with it. But as health costs and employer expenditures increase, more and more employers are considering innovative strategies to help lower health costs, as they should. Um, And while there are many positives surrounding a reference-based pricing approach, there are some things to consider when evaluating whether this option is right for your company. So, Stacey, can you explain to us um, where reference-based pricing got its start and how it compares to traditional insurance? Sure. Um, so, uh, reference-based pricing um, has been around for, for at least several years now, and, and my understanding is that it got its start uh, out in California, primarily uh, through CalPERS, the California Public Employee Retirement System kind of pioneered um, this idea. Um, they're, they're a huge plan out in California. I think they have nearly 100,000 members, so, something like that. And um, they found that in a certain area that there were people out there getting um, services like hip replacements and knee replacements, you know, non-acute, non, non-emergency services, and the cost would vary somewhere between 20000 and $100,000 really with not a whole lot of variation in outcome that, you know, they were all successful and, you know, all, all uh, you know, going off fine, um, <clears throat> but the costs would would vary significantly. And so what, what CalPERS found was that when they, um, when they decided to uh, only pay a certain amount for that particular service, you know, it was like 25 or 30,000, something like that, that all the provider prices in the area suddenly started converging on uh, that 30,000 that the plan was willing to pay. Um, and so it, you know, it saved them significant amount of money on, you know, certain services that employees could take a little bit of time for um, and, and shop for, you know, knowing that um, the plan is only going to pay X amount for, for a particular item or service. Um, now, I, I, I do understand that some vendors or promoters will kind of use this concept for nearly all items or services under the plan. Um, and I, you know, I think that that can result in, in some issues. And I think we'll, we'll talk about that as we get going, but that's kind of the, the, the background or the, uh, of, uh, uh, reference-based pricing. So how does it compare to traditional insurance? So, you know, basically it, you know, the, the plan will only pay a fixed amount for a particular item or service. Um, sometimes it will be set based on the Medicare reimbursement rates, like it'll be a percentage of Medicare, like 150% or you know 200% potentially. It could also be um, based on like um, uh, UCR or other 
um, you know, there there are vendors that will will kind of you know price services out, and the plan can say, you know, look, this is the you know the set amount that we're going to pay, um, you know, rather than um, you know under maybe say a traditional PPO where you know there's just an you know in network um, you know provider and the provider accepts the negotiated rate, and then the participant is responsible for the deductible on any you know, co-insurance. Okay, so I'm going to give a real-life example of what Stacy's talking about. So let's say a participant needs a certain kind of surgery, and the hospital would expect to be paid $2,500 for it. The Medicare rate is $500, and the reference-based pricing plan's fixed limit is 200% of the Medicare price, so $1,000. The attraction of this kind of approach is the limit to the plan's liability, of course, and the concept is often sold to employers as a way to significantly reduce their overall cost. So while this approach can offer a great solution for some employers, there are a couple of concerns as well. So back to our example, the hospital may perform the service and expect to receive $2,500. Once the hospital is paid the $1,000 from the employer per the 200% of Medicare price, it may then seek the $1,500 balance from the patient. And so this concept is referred to as balance billing. So Stacy, what are some considerations surrounding this balance billing concept? Sure. So, you know, generally speaking, the, <clears throat> the providers do have a right um, to balance bill. And the Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Labor, um, has been out there with some FAQ guidance on reference-based pricing plans, kind of just reminding folks that, you know, look, the, the ACA establishes these out-of-pocket limits, something like $7,900 a year for covered in-network essential health benefits um, for single, and it's, you know, double that for, for family coverage. Um, and the the point of the Department of Labor's guidance is that if the if the uh, plan using reference based pricing hasn't um, established a network of providers that are willing to accept the you know reference rate, then the plan may have to cover the excess um, you know as accumulating to the out of pocket limit. So. Um, I think there, you know, there is some potential exposure there for plans that, you know, are going to use this approach, but haven't identified any network of physicians that are willing to accept this. Um, and then, you know, if not, then you're basically going to be, you know, capping employees' costs at $7,900, um, you know, for, for any essential health benefits that they get under the plan. So that refers certainly to, you know, ACA, out-of-pocket limits, some of the um, legal considerations. But I think there are also some employee morale and employee relations issues that should be considered. You know, there's there's just the water cooler talk. Employees are confused. They don't understand how their health program works. They're unsatisfied. Um, negotiations on the balance billed amount may or may not be entirely successful, and employees could unexpectedly be left with large bills, potential litigation, it could go to that. And then, you know, something that we have seen 
uh, is access to care concerns. So some facilities, particularly in more rural communities, have taken a hard stance against reference-based pricing. We are aware of some instances where the hospital has told members to pay the full cost of the procedure up front before admission will be allowed when they find out that the member has a reference-based pricing arrangement. And so, of course, the member is going to decline to pay and they're going to postpone the scheduled procedure because, you know, they don't know how to handle that or they want to check with their employer or ask more questions. And so, you know, that could cause some health issues as well if the scheduled surgery does not proceed. Um, so, Stacy, are there ways to overcome some of these concerns? Well, I think the, those are all good points. I mean, obviously, these types of arrangements uh, require a, a great deal of employee education and handholding. Um, I think if you you know, have gone down the road a bit and have vetted um, a particular vendor. Um, you want to make sure they they have a proven track record. I think you want to work with with outside independent counsel to review it um, and advise you on it and, and make sure that it, it works and, and that it's a good fit. Um, you know, again, it'll be it'll it'll take a lot of education and, and probably helping employees initially with claim issues. And you know, there may be times where employees are are you know looking at really big balance bills, and it may take some time for them to get resolved. Uh, so I you know I, I think you know working with uh, the, the right vendor and, and making sure it works for for your company and your demographic and in your area. Um, you know, I, I've heard, I have heard positive things, and and I've I've had I've heard uh, some employers that that have uh, you know moved away from it after a couple of years. Yeah, to um, a couple of your comments about the balance bills and negotiations and things like that, I, I would make a note, be careful if you are talking to a vendor that boasts that they have attorneys on staff who can always make the balance bill amount go away. Because the truth of it is, without a contract in place that limits the amount the provider can bill, that can never be guaranteed. And then Another note, you know, we've seen um, reference-based pricing sometimes marketed as a way to save 20 to 30 percent on your overall health costs, and that may or may not be a re realistic for your company. So, you know, while this approach may address the cost, a full circle solution would also address utilization as well as claims and disease management. Um, so, you know, I think reference-based pricing is an innovative strategy for potentially lowering healthcare costs, and certainly we know that employers in today's market are always looking to be creative and always looking for ways to cut costs because they continue to rise. Um, but if you're intrigued by the reference-based pricing concept, be sure to do your homework. So work with an educated broker like our team here at Lipsman Pitts. We'd be happy to work with you. Work with a reputable vendor who can help put a program in place that includes significant employee education and transparency tools for sure so that they can make informed decisions. Um, talk to other employers, get references, make sure this is something that has worked well for them. And, you know, I, I this, you know, this would be my my 
suggestion, I suppose, for reference-based pricing, but that probably applies to any new and creative kind of idea or concept when it comes to insurance. Just do your homework on it, and um, it might prove to be something that works out great for your company. But we just wanted to make sure that we shared a full a full 360 view of what this new approach looks like, what it could do for you, some things to watch out for. So, Stacy, thanks so much for all your input. I think that was really helpful. Oh, you're welcome. Um, if you want to talk to Lipscomb and Pitts about reference-based pricing or any other concepts for healthcare today, we would be happy to discuss that with you. Or if you want to pass any questions along to Stacy regarding compliance concerns, you can reach out to me, Sarah G, S-A-R-A-H-G, at lpinsurance.com. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.